0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Well, this weekend, is, there's been a lot of celebration going on. Obviously, because of the 4th of July. But also, yesterday, there was a big wedding here for one of our teachers. And then there was a baptism in the evening as well. So people had a lot of reasons to celebrate this weekend. Well, I'm going to give you one more reason to celebrate. Last month a new word was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, Try to keep your excitement down. (laughs) And what was that word? Hashtag. (laughs) Well, you've probably heard it already. And because it's been used so much, it earned its place now in the dictionary. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's a a phrase uh, that's used as a title that appears in social media like, facebook or twitter or instagram and it's preceded by the hash mark that tic-tac-toe or or pound sign and what a hashtag is supposed to do is just call your attention to what the topic of the message is it's supposed to be used to get your attention and to tell you something special is coming up now i know that that's kind of a new word but i actually found some evidence that this has been around for a long time You're not laughing. You don't get the joke. (laughs) (laughs) What about this? What if you saw a hashtag that said success? Maybe that would interest you. Now, you might think, well, maybe that is just telling me about somebody else's success. Or maybe it's going to tell me how to be successful. Now, when people think about being successful, they might think along the lines of, of this, that... Success is just this rising up to a a special position or or some type of promotion or or something. And it's kind of a straight, clear rise and line. But in reality, success may look a little more like this, a bit convoluted and twisted up and and mixed up and unsure exactly where it's heading. Now, what if you saw a hashtag that looked like this? Success, God's way. Would you be interested in what it was? You might think success, God's way, is, oh, that clear, straight line up. But in reality, it might be one that's just as mixed up as that line we saw before. Even God's way. As we've been looking at the life of Joseph in the old testament the last couple of weeks today we're going to come toward the end of his life or the the resolution of all those things that had been going on and we're looking at his life under this theme of life is shaped by god today we want to see that all of those things that joseph went through were ways that god used to shape him for success success god's way now what's interesting about those hashtags They could appear at the start of a message, in the middle of a message, or even at the end of a message. The point is, they simply are calling our attention to something that's important. Well, success, God's way, could happen at the beginning of our lives, in the middle, or even toward the end. Let's see how that worked as we review the life of Joseph once again. I know my son heard this message last night and he goes, "Dad, Joseph again? Really?" But when a person's life fills 13 chapters of the Bible and there's a lot of lessons in it, we need some time to really look at it. So today let's see how God was using all these different events to bring success to Joseph and what did that success look like? Well, for Joseph, we remember his life started out with some trials, some hardships. There was that discord among him and his brothers, and he ended up being basically kidnapped by his brothers and sold to some slave traders. And then he ends up as a servant in Egypt, far from his family and his home. And there, in serving in, in a house of an Egyptian official, he's tempted to have sexual relations with the lady of the house, but he refuses. And that just brought more hardship for him because he then. She then rather accuses him falsely of sexual misconduct and he ends up in prison for several years for something he never did. And yet through all of that we see that God was shaping him. Even during that time it now became a time of testing. And that time of testing continued when Joseph's brothers 30 years later come down to Egypt to ask him For some grain because of a long seven-year famine of course they didn't recognize that that was joseph because now he had been elevated to the position of a high fish official in the egyptian government this was a test for him to see whether he would be forgiving of his brothers or seek revenge and that's where we kind of pick up the story for today as his brothers concerned what joseph would do to them Now that their father has died, would he seek revenge, getting them back for all the evil they did to him? Here's what Joseph said. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Well, let's take a look at some hashtags, some important points in Joseph's life to teach us about success, that is, success God's way, what he's trying to do in shaping our lives. The first thing we see is that he's getting us to realize we're here to serve others. All you need to do is look around and and see what your situation is in life and then see how God wants to use you joseph's situation started out just being a young man in a family of 12 boys and he was there to follow his father's rules and and orders and and did so even when he was kidnapped by his brothers and sold into slavery joseph recognized that this was still the situation god had put him in and he served faithfully as a slave in somebody else's house when he was in prison Again, he realized that was the situation God put him in, as unpleasant as it was, but he accepted that. And finally, when he was elevated to a high position in the government, he accepted that too as a situation God had put him in, and he was there for others. You know, sometimes we may look at the situations we find ourselves in and and complain about them. We might wonder what's going on. Why is this happening to me? Instead, like Joseph, we can realize that the Lord is always with us. And as the scriptures told us, because the Lord was with him, he prospered. So simply accept the situation you're in. Look at your situation. Where are you? What's your job? What's your family situation like? What's your situation like in your community, in your church? And how does God want you to serve? You can figure that out by just looking at the people who are around you and the needs that must be met. Joseph took care of the needs that that were assigned to him when he was a slave in that official's house. Joseph looked around and saw the needs of his fellow prisoners and worked to meet those needs. When he was that Egyptian official, he saw the needs of his fellow countrymen and the needs of people all around that region as they were affected by that severe famine and he simply saw that this was what God wanted him to do. He certainly didn't know that when he was a young man or going through those imprisonments, that God would someday elevate him to be a ruler. He simply took it step by step and saw what was going on. He didn't think, boy, what a mess. I've got to straighten this out. He saw that he was there to serve the needs of others. And so look around and see the people that God has put in your life. What are their needs? Oh, they don't have to be big, tragic kind of needs that need attention. It could just be some small things too, like a friendly smile, a welcoming hello, or a helpful hand. What are the needs of others? Finally, if you just wonder what it is you have to do, follow the will of God. That's what Joseph did. When he was tempted by that Egyptian official's wife to have sex with her, he simply said, I cannot do this and sin against God. He simply called to mind, what is God's will for my life? What does he want me to do? And that was clearly expressed through God's word. And so it is for you and me. We may find ourselves in all sorts of different situations, But God's will is never different. It doesn't change. That will starts with his love for us, his love to save us in Jesus, and his love to bless us. He clearly spells out in Scripture what he wants us to do. Seeing then our situation, the needs of people around us, we can respond and follow his will to serve others. That's God's hashtag for success his way serving others now as we look at our life it's also good for us to see exactly how god is directing that life seeing his hand in our life that calls for faith faith first of all in the promises of a god who said he will provide for us and then to look and see how god does provide how he does guide and and direct our lives. And so we look at life then through the lens of God's promises. And when we do that, we will see that God is indeed blessing us in those good times. As Joseph was looking back over his life and saw all the hardships he went through, he said, God intended this for good. It's easy sometimes, isn't it, to see the hand of God in our life when we look at all the good that happens to us. Or maybe not. Maybe it isn't so easy to see God's hand on us when things are going so well, because we have a tendency to take credit for things ourselves, don't we? We like to boast that, well, maybe it's my hard work, my education, my personality that got me here instead of giving credit to God's guiding hand. And then when we do experience the good and we enjoy the benefits of it, sometimes we forget to thank God. Okay, we have a day we set aside in our calendar called Thanksgiving Day when we can gather together and recall all of our blessings. But we don't need to wait for one day out of the year to do that. Just like Sunday is sometimes considered a little Easter celebration, that is, celebrating the life we have because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, so we should also look at Sundays as a a little Thanksgiving day, an opportunity for us to give thanks to God for everything. We can be pretty quick to fold our hands and ask God for help when we're in trouble, we should be just as quick to raise our hands and our hearts to God in thanks and praise for all the blessings that he has given us. So see God's hand in the good times and give him thanks. You can also look and see God's hands in the bad times, and we'll put that in quotations. Because again, if we're looking at life through the lens of God's promises, then we'll remember that promise where he said, that God works for the good in all things for those whom he has called. Whether we see those things as good or bad, pleasant or unpleasant, God is working for our good in all of them. That's what Joseph said, too. He said to his brothers, what you intended for good, God, in, or bad, rather, God intended for good. That word intended in the original Hebrew language means calculated planned out just like his brothers planned out every step of their evil plot so god planned out every step of his plot of blessing and so it takes faith it takes faith in the promises of god who said i'll never leave you or forsake you or the promise where he said in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world Therefore we can have peace and joy, not fear or doubt or worry. Now we often like to say that we can see God's hand not only as he delivers us from or protects us from bad, but we can also see how God uses bad for our good. That is, how he can use those tough situations to shape our character and to bring us blessings and to redirect our lives just like he did joseph and that would move us to say then in god's hand there is no bad so look at your life see the good times see those bad times and see god's hand guiding you another hashtag when you see God's guiding hand, then submit to his direction that calls for faith, too. Starting, first of all, in humbleness. It would have been easy for Joseph and any of us to, to complain about the situation that we're in. Joseph could have rebelled and really fought against being uh, kidnapped and and, and sold as a slave and trying to run away, perhaps, or whatever it might be. But we don't hear him doing that. He accepted that situation in humbleness. He submitted himself to God's will. Nor did he take credit for anything. He didn't claim his rise to fame was due to his personality or, or his working. He was all simply submitting to the plan of God. He showed that submission also in faithfulness. He was faithful as a servant, as a slave in Egypt. He was faithful as a prisoner in helping the needs of others. He was faithful as a ruler in Egypt, not to lord his authority over others, but to be there to serve them. He showed faithfulness even to his family. To those brothers that had rebelled against him and and were mean to him, he forgave them he welcomed his family down to Egypt and took care of them so they would be preserved. When you recognize God's hand, God's leading in your life, submit to his will. Don't ignore it. Don't try to change it. Just follow it. Another important thing to do when we see God's hand of guiding and and recognize that we're there to serve others is to share his love. Joseph was doing that as he showed that God was providing for the needs of people. When his brothers and the family came down, he told them now God would provide for them and Joseph would be the the tool by which that would happen. And so the whole nation was brought down. He was simply showing how God had measured out their need and his blessing. And so we can show love to others, God's love to others, as we show that God provides for their needs. In fact, Joseph's words were even more particular than that. It said he spoke kindly to them. In the original Hebrew, it says he spoke to their heart. He was interested in their faith. And he said, God is saving many lives. Now, maybe he was referring to the fact that God had provided all this abundance of grain and the people would be taken care of during this severe famine. But there was also a greater plan that God was working, the salvation of the world. Because God had promised that through this small family, the Savior of the world would come. So as God was preserving that family, he was carrying out his promise. Because what God promises, God performs. Indeed, that family was preserved. And over the next hundred years that they lived in Egypt, they became a great nation, so much so that the Egyptians feared them and then put them in bondage and severe slavery, and they couldn't get out of it. But God remembered his promise and his people, and he had a plan. He exerted his power to save them once again, using death to crush the enemy He brought freedom to his people. But that freedom came for them also through death, through the death of a lamb that was sacrificed, the Passover lamb, whose blood was put over their doorpost so the angel of death would not kill them. And they were released and became a great nation. And through that nation, God carried out his plan to save the world by sending his son through that family. His Son came into this world then to live as one of us, to live under all of the laws of God perfectly, to give to us a righteousness that we need and have simply by trusting in Jesus, a righteousness that allows us to stand before God. That same Son then took upon Himself the punishment for our sins. He took our guilt upon Himself so that we would not be punished by God. And he died that horrible death on the cross. As a sacrificial lamb, his blood saves us. And by his resurrection, we have the assurance of our own resurrection and eternal life. That was God's plan, to save us eternally. That Savior is Jesus. That Savior is your Savior, the one who came to live, die, and rise for you, To pay for your sins of indifference and complaining and fears and worries. God came to save us from our sins with pure, unconditioned love. That's God's plan. So when we look at our lives and wonder, what is God doing? What does God want me to do? Put it in that large perspective of that plan of salvation. And then you'll see how wonderfully he is working to bless you. When you recognize that, you have just one more important thing to do, and that is to seek God's glory. First of all, that that glory would come from you. That's what Joseph did. With his obedience to God's commands, with his faithfulness to carrying out his responsibilities, with his profession of faith, that made clear to everyone around him he believed in the Lord as his God, and that was his witness. He brought glory to God. When we do that, first of all, from us, we see how that's also coming through us, that it will lead others to see the true God and his grace for them as well. Joseph spoke of God's guidance in his life and how he was being blessed, and people knew that. Even Pharaoh said, Joseph's God is blessing us. So let your faith be evident to others. Share with others how you believe God is working in your life. Encourage them to look for that too. And then worship the Lord and thank him and serve him. So the last couple of days, our country has been celebrating its freedoms. One of those freedoms we enjoy is that freedom to gather and to worship God according to our beliefs. Praising Him for that greater freedom that He has given to us, that freedom from sin and the laws, that freedom to simply live in grace, a freedom from death. Let's live in that freedom, thanking and worshiping Him with the freedom our country gives. So, what is God saying to you what is God trying to do through you it might be as simple as who you are it's interesting when you when you look at names in the Bible they have particular meanings Joseph's name means the Lord adds when you look at his life you see how the Lord was always adding blessing to him in fact His father Jacob spoke these words of blessing on him. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine beside a spring. Its branches climb over the wall. The archers attacked him, shot at him, and were hostile toward him. Yet his bow remained steady, and his strong arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. By the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, by the God of your Father who helps you, and by the Almighty who blesses you. What is God saying through you? Could your name, who you are, be a hashtag for others to see? Let your life simply radiate with this message. God saves us through Jesus. Amen.